0: Good morning everyone, good morning, God bless you, to God be the glory on this day. Welcome to Spiritual Fitness, my name is Rashid Terry, and um, Spiritual Fitness is, is focused on training our mind, our body, our souls to submit to the spirit of the living God. Now it will encompass spiritual methods given from biblical texts as well as devotionals and I just want to encourage you and challenge believers of Jesus Christ to walk in agreement with the word of God. And then for those who may be in the fence, not sure what they believe, this will hopefully give you a, a push in the right direction toward your faith. You know, the Bible says, turn at my rebuke, surely I will pour out my spirit, I will make my nor- I will make my words known to you. God doesn't want you to be ignorant of what his word means. He wants to reveal his true nature to you. That That's the essence of God. He is love. And God does not want anyone to perish due to lack of knowledge. Glory to God. Um, I started this, this podcast with the idea. Um, I'm a big movie buff. And, you know, back in the days, you used to see these movies about... Like these apocalypses and in the end of days the end of the world and it was always this one guy or this, this this group of people who would have a radio broadcast that had the message the right message to bring people to salvation now of course those movies never led anyone to god or never led anyone to jesus christ his son who is the savior of the world but the essence of it is that even when all things are kind of destroyed and all things are kind of uh, out of whack, there's this one place you can go to on a radio station. If you Just turn your dial and you will find, you will find a, a way of refuge. And so I'm praying that through this word, if you, even if you don't get it today, maybe you might listen to this a year from now, maybe two years from now, but the power of God is in the gospel gospel of Jesus Christ the good news that he bled suffered and died on the cross for our sins and not only did he die and bleed for our sins but he became sin for us that we may be made the righteousness of God in him and through his death and through his shed blood he cleansed he cleansed the world of sin but we would have to believe in him in order to gain access to everlasting life. Now the proof that God did this, and the proof that God will stand on His word is that He raised Jesus from the dead on the third day, and He's alive right now, and He's going to come back soon, and He's going to He's going to take up the people who have trusted Him, who have believed in Him, who followed Him, and that's I, I just want to leave that with you right now. But I want to I want to share this quote with you today. It's from Kevin DeYoung. And it says, worldliness is whatever makes sin look normal and righteousness look strange. Glory to God. I want to share with you a scripture in James chapter four, verse four. And I'm going to read this in the King James version. Because it just, I don't know, it just seems powerful to me. And it says, ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God now I want to preface this next statement by saying God loves you perfectly and his first commandment says to love the Lord your God with all your heart mind soul your strength We can't love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength if we are enemies of God. So this verse is saying that those who are worldly and look at sin as normal and stand in agreement with it have become adulterers spiritually and who are having an affair, an unholy relationship with the world. Don't you know that flirting with the world's values what's popular, places you at odds with God. Whoever chooses to be the world's friend makes himself God's enemy. Now, 1 John 3 and 4 says, whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness and sin is lawlessness. John 8 and 34, Jesus says, most assuredly I say to you whoever commits sin is a slave of sin so now (laughs) those who commit sin are enemies of God those who love the world are enemies with God those who commit sin commit lawlessness and now those who are lawless they're slaves to sin does anybody want to be a A slave unwillingly unknowingly like why why would you want to do that now those who stand in agreement with sin regarding it as the norm God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves now I want to say that again those who stand in agreement with sin regarding it as the norm God also gave him up to uncleanness. So, if you stood in agreement with it, knowing that it's wrong, guess what God did? He said, okay, if you want to play God, I'm going to let you play God and see how this works out. See, God is always looking out for us and he's always trying to shield us from sin. But we, in our flesh, we just desire to want those things to, to, to fulfill the desires of it. Now, check this out. God says, those people exchange god's truth for a lie so you get people that will compromise and say well uh i know this is sin but you know i love i put love attached to it and that's a lie because if it's a sin it's a sin to god you break one of god's laws you break all of them so there's no compromise when it comes to sin and there's no compromise when you're trying to say well i'm i love god but I'm agreement with with sin knowing that I'm his enemy I'm gonna stay in agreement with it but if I attach love to it if I attach my care for people then maybe you know I'll be alright well I want to read to you Romans chapter 1 26 to 32 and I want to highlight this thing for you guys because this is gonna this is gonna blow your mind right now Romans 1 chapter 26 and you can read along with me if you like because I would like I, I don't like for people to think that I'm just coming up with this stuff on my own so I want to bring you to scripture and what it says and it reads for this reason God gave them up to vile passions for even their woman exchanged the natural use for what is against nature likewise also men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. And even as they did, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. He said, If you want to be God, I'll let you play God. Being filled with all unrighteousness, this is verse 29, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil mindedness. They are whispers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, Boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Look at what we're living in right now. This month was pride month, and God has already said that men and women have given themselves over to vile passions. Verse 27 says, likewise also men leaving the natural use of the women burned in their lusts for one another, men with men committing what is shameful. He also says, for even their women exchange their natural use for what is against nature. This is This is the word of God. Now, earlier I told you whoever chooses to be the world's friend makes himself God's enemy now at the end of this this verse, uh, chapter of verse 32 he says who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death not only do the same but also approve of those who practice them so now you got people that might not even be doing those things but they approve of it because it's the norm. Worldliness is whatever makes sin look normal. So, earlier I told you, whoever chooses to be the world's friend makes himself God's enemy. What is your choice today? What do you choose today? Based off what I just spoke about, do you know that God demonstrates his own love toward us And that while we were still sinners, while we were still in this condition, still thinking the way we do, Christ died for us. That's in Romans five and eight. Sin was the condition you were born into. It wasn't your fault. Adam did that when he was deceived in the garden of Eden and he chose to agree with what the devil wanted. And in turn, he gave this world over to the devil and sin entered into this world. So it's not your fault. But unfortunately, we are all born sinners. And as a born sinner, it's your nature to do everything that is sinful. It is your nature to do things like lie, murder, steal. You might not have murdered someone. But again, if you break just one of God's laws, you have broken them all. See, sin was the condition you were born into. But Jesus shed his blood on the cross to take away the sins of the world. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The punishment required for our being fell on him. And by his stripes, his wounds, we are healed. Those who agree with sin are dead. They are dead in sins awaiting eternal death sentence but those who choose to repent of their sins ask for forgiveness and accept the risen christ as their savior become dead to sin and alive to god in christ jesus our lord glory to god so because you lived this lifestyle because you lived in agreement with sin god said i've already paid the debt for you I've already paid the penalty for you by sending my Holy Son, perfect, blameless, and with no fault, to live a life of holiness on our behalf. He did signs, miracles, and wonders. He was born of the Virgin Mary, fully God and fully man, so he was incapable of sinning. He was incapable of being tempted even though the devil tried and he healed all manners of sickness, disease, he healed the blind, he, he, gave, he gave the deaf uh, uh, hearing again, he walked on water, he turned water into wine, he fed a multitude, thousands of people with just a few loaves of bread and a few fish showing that he is God. And he even raised people from the dead. And I can tell you now the Bible says that the book, the Bible can't even contain all the works that Jesus did while he walked this earth there's still things that we don't even know that he did glory to God but they arrested Jesus they blamed him they blamed the faultless God they blamed the perfect son of God for blasphemy for saying he's the son of God he's a devil he's a demon and they arrested him and he allowed it and they beat Jesus they bruised him they marked him like no other man they tore the flesh off his bones They mocked him, they stripped him to humiliate him and they stuck a crown of thorns on his head and they spit on him and they mocked him and they tore the beard off his face. This is God in the flesh and this is how they treated him but he allowed them to do it and he never said a mumbling word. He never said, I'm gonna rain down fire on you. He didn't say it, he didn't do it. He took it and he walked his cross to Calvary. He carried that cross and they nailed him to that cross and he shed that blood for us to cleanse us of unrighteousness, to give us a way out, to reconcile us to God so that we wouldn't be enemies of God. And he hung his head and he died on that cross and they buried Jesus. But on the third day, God showed his power by raising Jesus from the dead and he is alive right now and he has power, all power in his hands above heaven and below earth. And he he has done this to set the captives free. Those who are slaves to sin, he is willing to break your chains, but you have to willingly come to him the same way that Adam willingly submitted to the devil. The first man, Adam gave us over to sin, but the son of God, is giving us over into life and righteousness in God. And he intercedes for all those who belong to him. Glory to God. He intercedes for us even if we slip up. Glory to God. It's because the Bible says for all of sin it falls short of the glory of God. So it's not that we're gonna be perfect when we repent of our sins. But every time we slip up We know that we can come to God and repent and Jesus is standing right there by his right hand and he is interceding for us saying, no, this child belongs to me. I've cleansed his sins. I've cleansed her sins. She is forgiven, Father. Glory to God, man. We have someone who is an advocate for us when you become a Christian. When you become a Christian, he is your advocate. He speaks up for you. And not only that, he is giving you a new heart and giving you a new spirit. And when you see sin, when you can identify sin, you no longer stand in agreement with it, but it offends you because the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that made him holy, the same spirit that is holy, the same spirit of the living God that he sent into this earth for me and for you is going to be in us. And it doesn't want to fellowship with sin. It will turn you away. It will give you a distaste, a displeasure for sin. See, God will clean you up, not only for the remainder of your life here, but you will become the very body of Christ as just as Jesus who was crucified on our behalf. He died, he was buried, and he was raised from the dead on the third day. And those who believe in him even though they die they will live see Jesus is going to come back to claim his kingdom and when he comes back he's coming back for the church he's coming back for the body of Christ those who have repented of their sins asked for forgiveness of their sins and accepted Jesus as their Lord their personal savior and their master and those who rejected it those who decided to stick with the norms those who decided to be lovers of the world and claim worldliness and claim spirituality another way those people will be tossed in the lake of fire you see when Jesus returns there will be no no other chances he's given us our whole lives and I know you're probably saying well I have a little bit of time well no one knows the day nor the hour that Jesus will return as a matter of fact no one knows the day nor the hour that our time clock will expire just this week a building collapsed or many people in the middle of the night they had no idea they would be losing their life at that time can you imagine those people who may have heard a message like this and rejected it can you imagine those who heard a message like this that were there and they lost their life, but they believed and they accepted Christ as savior. When they closed their eyes in death, they opened their eyes and was before the King Jesus, accepting them and saying, well done my good and faithful servant. But those who closed their eyes in disbelief and rejection, he says, turn from me, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. And they're separated from God for eternity to be tossed in a lake of fire, tormented, with all the sins and all the hurt and all the pain crashing down on them for eternity. But those who believe in Jesus Christ will not die. They will have everlasting life. Your physical body may die, but your spirit, your soul will be translated into the kingdom of heaven. And when God creates a new heaven and a new earth, you will live on that new heaven and new earth for eternity. Glory to God. I pray that someone heard this message and I pray. I pray that if you your heart is saying, I want I want to be cleansed of sin. I want my sins uh, forgiven. Then I invite you to say this prayer. Bow your heads before the Lord and repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I know I was a born sinner. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God. I believe he suffered, bled and died on the cross for all my sins. And I believe on the third day, God raised him from the dead. I now repent of all my sins. Forgive me, Lord, for what I've done to myself and what I've done to others. Jesus, come into my heart. And make me the person you want me to be. By faith I accept Jesus. As my Lord. My Savior. And my Master. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you guys.